Hi everyone, welcome to Film Juice. What's going Hi, on? Hi John. Hey. I'm Mike. We're going to talk about some uh, spooky movies for your Halloween season right now. And uh, the- we got my wife here too. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Hi Abby. This is Hi. Abby. And we're going to do that right now. We're just going to start talking about movies. Ready? <laughs> okay, ready, go. I feel like we're in an episode of Blue's Clues or something. You already lost. You already lost. It's 10,000. <laughs> 10,000, you're down. Oh, man. Go again. Go again. Go again. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's 20,000. Johnny, come on. All right, ready? All right, one, two, go. I didn't know I was in a game show, Mike. Yeah, it's 32,000 somehow. All right, ready, go. All right, go. Ready? I'm not ready, Mike. <laughs> All right, that's 42,000 I'm taking from you before taxes. <laughs> and um, there's no legal recourse, so don't bother. I'm just telling you that. Um, so, uh, yeah, man, it's all good. You just have to pay me $40,000 by midnight tomorrow. Good luck, babe. Hey, when did this turn into a game show? <laughs> Yesterday. I thought we were here to talk about movies. Yeah, we're talking about game shows today on Film Juice. But yeah, so we we're going to talk about uh, Adam's Family 1. And Adam's Family Values. Three. And what else you got? And Halloween ends. And Halloween ends. And then all I've got is like this stupid movie called Dark Glasses, which was directed by Dario Argento, which I thought was going to be good. And it sucked. So instead, I watched Maniac by William Lustig from 1980. And it was infinitely better as a horror movie. Johnny, tell me about The Addams Family. So I hadn't seen this movie in years. I remember seeing it as a kid and enjoying it overall. Um, And so Abby had never seen it before. Never. What? Never seen it. And I loved it. Actually, when we were watching it, we didn't even finish it in the first. Like we we didn't finish it in one sitting. Oh, yeah. So but I remember because it was getting really late and we had like work the next day. But I remember just thinking, and I told Jonathan the next day, I was like, I need to know what happens to Fesca. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I need to know if he's really a part of the Adams family or if he's a, um, an imposter. (laughs) I wanted to know so bad. So it actually had me really intrigued. Yeah. I I felt the same way too. Uh, I'm I'm so, so it has a running time of 99 minutes. But it felt it felt longer. It felt pretty padded, yeah. Um, like it was almost two hours, right? It felt like that. It, it, it was, was more padded than ish. Um, it was long. 
it was more padded than Christopher Lloyd's suit. <laughs> it's funny because Abby didn't even realize it was him until I, Dude, I said. Later. I didn't realize when I was little. I didn't re- recognize. I didn't re. I didn't recognize that it was him. And I had seen Back to the Future a ton of times, and I didn't recognize Christopher Lloyd as Fester. Yeah, they did great makeup on on him, on all of them. Angelica Houston, yeah. And um yeah, pretty much everyone. Yeah. I, I thought he looked so freaky, dude, like uh as a kid. And I remember I started to remember it as I was watching it. And I just I felt the same way. Like even today, I was like, man, this guy's disturbingly freaky. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they all are. Their humor and everything he's, i just felt so like bad a, for him too he's like a stubby nosferatu a stubby nosferatu kind of he's all pale he's got the rings around his eyes is it fester or fesker fester fester Fest- like oh yeah he like is a, like a, stubby like a wound yeah yeah, that's right. Like a, a wound, right? Fest, like yeah. Festers. Festers, okay. It's funny how they, so him and Gomez have first, like their first name could be like a last name. Yeah. Gomez Adams. Gomez Fester Adams. Adams. Here comes Fester coming to the seemingly normal family. Normal in that they're weird, but they're not screwing light bulbs into their mouths. Until Fester comes along and he's tell me if you understood the timeline. Because... So <laughs> um it did it, it it gets a little uh wonky the, the as the story goes on. Um because you but it, I think it helps in some ways because you really believe that he isn't part of the family, like it um so he he has a mother a psycho possessive mother who uh likes to use him as her like well, let's not be biased here John. let's not be huh? biased here she's just a mother <laughs> concerned about her child she's like a witch this, this <laughs> lady and she she uses him to haggle her lawyer uh, for money that he apparently owes her and and he fester just has this enormous amount of strength just like just like gomez um and agility and and so the lawyer is also the adams family lawyer and he recognizes fester's face from a painting that he saw in the in the family's home right and, yeah fester immediately looks like somebody from the family (laughs) yeah like really exactly and and so you the only thing is that when the lawyer sees fester fester has hair he has a lot of curly hair like a full head of curly hair um and but he he comes up with this idea that hey you know you can pretend to be gomez's brother who has been missing for 25 years the mother just i'm sorry to cut you off here oh what's up you remember coneheads yeah 
Wasn't that like the same plot? I don't I don't remember the plot to that movie. So the mom thinks it's a great idea. And so she they shave Fester's curly hair off and put him in some weird like monk suit, I guess. And it's just like what's that material, baby? It's like a ugly, like it looks so uncomfortable. Even know like a velvet? Describe it. No. It's, um, like a, it's a really looks itchy. It's a tough fabric, like almost yeah. like a potato sack, but it's not a potato like a, sack. Like a crunch velvet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a something that would go to that backpack that you had. Like it's the like inside a of ta- it? It's like um a tapestry like a tablecloth almost kind of like it kind of folds and it stays that way yeah like it's, there's no stretch there's no you know it's like softness it's real stiff <laughs> yeah um so they dress him up send him to the Adams family house and they or and they accompany him and basically claiming that hey you know we found your brother he was out in the ocean or something. We found him <laughs> like, some, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like washed up on some beach and and the mother is posing as a doctor who who uh, has helped him remember his past and and that's how they they got they got him to the Adams family. Well noted. They were summoning him. Oh yeah, that's right. So there is a scene where the Adams family is is like doing this. Uh, what is it called? Like a ritual or? Yeah, it's like witchcraft, basically. I mean, they're summoning yeah. him from God knows where. It's like the twenty fifth anniversary of his brother's that uh, his brother's been missing, and and that's when he he appears at the door. Right, Fester appears at the door. Oh, yes, okay. at that exact moment. Emphasis on why, for me as a person who had never seen it before, was like, okay, maybe this is legit him, and the story is going to unravel and explain why it's actually him. But we can get to that more later. It was really confusing. Yeah, and so yeah, uh, it apparently originally they wrote it to where it wasn't him. Yes. Yeah, we watched the um, the, like the extras at the end. We watched it. I was really shocked that they wrote it that way and then they rewrote the ending. And I mean, it would be they... interesting if it wasn't him. Yeah, it would be because uh, it would make you wonder. Or it's just, uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be weird. <laughs> Who played Wednesday? What was her name? Uh, what's her name? Richie, uh, what's her name? Christina Richie. Christina Richie. Yeah, well, they were saying that she came up with, like, so many valid reasons with why it didn't make sense that he wasn't Fester. And, I mean, that summoning scene, to me, that's a legit reason. (laughs) There's also, like, a part where they're having, like, a party for Fester and he knows this like dance that Mama Gomez Strip. knows. 
and he's able to swallow the sword and everything and it's like yeah how could you get me started on the dance because there's no way he would even know and i felt like that was a pretty strong turning point in the movie for him to be like yeah i am in adam's yeah Um, and then even like the kids and the play like the way he was into the gore and like just being like this creative uncle with them like i was just like that's a little too specific like you're a little too like i feel like you're truly their uncle and it's you're realizing it inside you know um so it was smart of the movie to keep on that course yeah definitely and so yeah it was it was a fun movie it's very disturbing uh it's 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 a dark humor um but it is it's a it's like a like a pg-13 dark humor though yeah Um, it's definitely pg-13 um and and so yeah it did take it it takes you it took me a minute at least to kind of like remember like oh yeah this is because you you have like the dot there's a brother and sister part of the adams family and like they're constantly trying to kill each other and so um you know one's electrocuting the other in an electric chair (laughs) oh they keep coming out of each other's rooms like uh posey didn't take to this one or you know wednesday uh she got up too soon (laughs) or whatever the knife didn't stab her yeah, yeah. I think there's even a part where like the mom is like Wednesday has a knife and she's like, is that for your brother? And she like takes it away and she gives her like an even huge you know, knife yeah. or an axe or something. I'm oh, like, it's okay. a mace. <laughs> yeah. Um there's there's some scenes too where they're selling it's supposed to be a lemonade stand, but it's a poison stand. Um, oh yeah. Trying to make some extra money because they get, or no, am I thinking of the second one? I think it's the second one. Oh, or no, 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 it's the first one. It is the first one. Um, I get a mix up in my head, but yeah, it's the first one. And yeah, so they like attempt to try and kill, uh, like a Girl Scout. That girls by their stand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so there's. Uh, you get used to the humor though and it's it's a very and it's it's interesting to me i was thinking about like wow like how did this show survive back in the day because i think it was in the 50s when the original 50s or 60s um it was a <laughs> i mean the Adams family existed before the monsters did because of the drawings and it, um, that's right because it was it was a there's a comic drawings. Strip. Okay. So yeah, it existed before the monsters as a TV show. It existed, I think, after the monsters. Um, so that drew a lot of comparisons. Um, yeah, it says um, a nineteen Adams Family television series, sixty four to sixty six. Okay. So yeah, also you had some of those uh, actors showing up in. The Batman series. Uh, John really? Aston. I think John Aston played. I'm doing this without looking. John Aston played Gomez. He also played the Riddler in Batman. And this is from the show? Adam West, the Adam West Batman. But the uh, Gomez from the show or from the movie? Oh, from the show. Oh, okay. 
Wow. Um, I think I like I liked all the like the sets and stuff. I, I it, it reminded me a lot of um what's his name? You like him a lot, baby. Um wait. Hmm? Nightmare before Christmas and Oh, Tim Burton? Tim Burton, yeah. Yeah. The the sets and everything. Yeah. yeah, if you look at the old cartoons, like the old drawings and stuff, like you'll see like it's directly pretty much um almost an exact I mean, when did Dracula come out? Um I don't know. I mean, people have been into like this old creepy horror so for quite a while 1897 dang the book yeah the novel that doesn't surprise me that it like the show did well in the the movie you know seems like all right sorry guys yeah i guess uh i guess horror had been around um abby was talking about how dracula had been around since 1897 the novel yeah, that's true. Yeah. And people have had a fascination for witches and stuff for a long time. Like great gothic architecture and yeah. Dark imagery. Yeah. I, I love their attire and everything too. <laughs> and They're then, always dressed up. They're always dressed for a funeral. <laughs> I think I mentioned I think oh yeah. This is uh, the second one. No. When, <laughs> oh yeah, that is in the second one. They mentioned to Wednesday. And she looks like she's dressed for a funeral. I was trying to think of uh, how this movie would be made today. If it were, if there were a live action one. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta say like the nineties was probably, it was a good time to remake this because you still didn't have like cell phones. You still didn't have, the internet you could still they like everything they used was still um like modern to them like a step away from yeah exactly like they they had an old car but it was you know people just still drove cars um you know and yeah they everything was still pretty close to um to the era that they kind of dress and kind of still live in mm-hmm. um yeah it, they didn't look perfect. yeah i felt like if they were like they would stick out even more today i guess is what i was thinking like they would stick out even more like a sore thumb and and set in you know the year 2022 well it is technically now because wednesday just came out on netflix oh it's out already i'm I, i'm pretty sure I I mean, if it's not, I'm pretty sure it comes out this month. And it, honestly, it makes me want to watch that even more because. It should at least come out on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, November 23rd. Oh, November. My bad. Yeah. Are you trying to see if that's on a Wednesday? It is on a Wednesday. It is on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I the first one is definitely better in story than the second one overall second one was shocking though that one made me more nervous than the first one because they have yeah. a little baby brother that's born that they're trying oh, to right. Can we slide into that 
Yeah, they're like dropping him from the second story. Like they're doing all this, like trying to. Drop I guess him. I mean I mean nowadays you can't make that joke, but geez, like they, they had it in spades back then. Like he, they show a little every time something horrible happens, little baby's like cooing into the camera, and it's like, well, I can't feel bad about that because the baby is happy. <laughs> So he's happy. I'm happy. And he has a little mustache. Like he's got Gomez. a little mustache. Yeah. He's so cute. You know, they had to use deer glue to put that under the baby's mustache because of the certain um, sweat that babies excrete. So they had to put deer glue. And that actor actually has a permanent scar. What? From I'm just kidding. That's all a lie. Oh, I was like, dang, that's horrible. <laughs> Poor child. <laughs> Funny thing is, the son, he smokes a cigar at the camp. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I can't believe they got away with that. <laughs> Pugsley? Oh, yeah. Did he smoke a real cigar? Well, I mean, I, no, he didn't. I, I mean, I would think he didn't. But it it's it looks full on real, and his dad's like lighting it and everything, and <laughs> and they're just all at a camp together, dropping off the kids, and all these all these just like hippie families and hippie camp leaders are just dancing around them. Who was so in this in this one? Fester is is the center of the movie too with. Uh, with Cusack, with Joanne Cusack. And she's trying to, she's trying to marry Fester so she can have his fortune and and kill him. And I'm so surprised that that was her. I just think of School of Rock every time I see her. <laughs> she looked like a oh, whole yeah. other person. But yeah, as her like this bimbo wannabe heiress, I thought she was pretty good. She was. She did a really good but job. She, she played it pretty well. And I remember having a crush on her when I was a kid. I think that's literally what Jonathan said. Yeah. <laughs> As we were watching it. Well, she's all like blonde and like big old boobas. <laughs> I just, I never see her like that again because School no, of Rock. I just think of her. She as never this, really like, played that character ever again. Ever, ever again. I um, wonder why. I don't know why, because she could have made bank on us right now. We'd be like, ching, ching, ching. And she was that cleavage girl. <laughs> ching, ching, ching. I love the camera work on both the movies. Um, I think the first one, I think, sticks out a little bit more, but um, how they light up the the wife's face. Um, Morticia. Yeah. Like with the camera, they, mm-hmm. they make it in a certain way where whenever she's in the scene, you see her, you just see a light go across her eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her character was really... I didn't realize this before. Cool. Um, I don't know why. or I don't know. I don't remember thinking about it, but that she's a witch and that she enchanted Gomez to love her the way he does. Um. I don't know if you 
I didn't catch that as a kid, but did you catch that, Sweetie, in the movie? Honestly, I didn't. But now that you're saying that, it kind of makes sense because I guess like, I don't know. I can't remember the blonde lady's name, but (laughs) I mean, she was like, you must have him under a love spell. I respect that. Like, and it's like, oh, well, that's why you respect it. (laughs) And so, yeah, so they... He always wants to make out with her. Oh and... my gosh. <laughs> um, it's so uncomfortable the way there they are. There are some scenes. Yeah, where they're, like, they're even in auction. public. Yeah. <laughs> they're at this auction in the uh, in the first movie and and they Gomez bids on some family item that they're donating for some fundraiser at this auction and but he buys it. He buys the item that he donated, and and he he pays like I don't know, like five hundred thousand or something like that, mm-hmm. or fifty thousand. And then they just start making out there. It it somehow turns on <laughs> wife, and and they just start making out, and yeah, I guess it's just implied that they go pretty far. Yeah, they're like <laughs> moaning basically. Oh like- god. It's funny though, like mm-hmm. it's just very extreme, but it's funny. Did they um? Did they show off like cousin it in the new ones? Um, cousin it makes more of, a, of an appearance in the second one, a little bit more, but um, not too much. Um, I remember cousin it though in the in the show. The show, I think, had Cousin It on regularly, but... You know, it's funny, too. They have some stuff that, like, again, as we mentioned earlier, totally wouldn't socially be acceptable. Like, this whole Thanksgiving scene going on at camp as well. Like, (laughs) with them lighting the pilgrims on fire and stuff. Very dark humor. Oh, yeah. Totally wouldn't get away with that today. But Fester, he's a little more dumb in the second one i would say it's a little more like comedic yeah i thought they were playing like his naivety from the first one i don't know because he was uh i don't know i just i didn't see him as being insecure like because he found himself in the first one you think he'd be a little bit smarter or yeah more confident and when he's in the second one, he's like, he, he felt like he couldn't even get a woman at all. I mean, I guess there was like the twins or something in the first one. But those were like strange people. Like this is like this Barbie, you know? Yeah. In comparison is. to his family. So to feel kind of like strange and odd makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't. But but he did just feel it in general. Remember, he was talking to Gomez, saying, "You know, you're such a lucky man." Um, I peeped through the window, through the window and the door. You and Morticia, I want what you all have, <laughs> and the the kids and everything, and um. And that was before he saw her. Hmm. Saw um, what's her name? 
Debbie. Well, he can want what they have, but still be like not fully confident, you know? Yeah, I guess I'm just saying it just, I don't know. It didn't feel right to me, I guess. I, I would have had to see him like date a lot more or something, you mm. know, because we don't, I feel like I don't know anything about his love life. And then at the end, so it turns out he finds out that Debbie wants, is trying to kill him, but he's unkillable. <laughs> That's yeah, actually really hilarious because she just thinks he's going to be this guy who's like so easy to kill, like by boxing up dynamite, dropping the very, something electric in the bathtub. Like very cartoon character deaths. That's I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty funny. it is funny. And she's just like baffled because he's surviving all these like bizarre things that would kill like an average person and he like <laughs> for him it's fun it's like oh yeah like i'm into just... this <laughs> well gomez was throwing knives at him at the beginning of like the second movie like he was okay down, yeah on the wall like immune to death in their universe exactly like they're used to that stuff so yeah. she just didn't realize what she was getting herself into like she literally didn't know him Otherwise, I don't think she would have did what she did, you know? And Yeah, I agree with that. Like, they're probably in, like, some weird or, like, a state of death. Like, some carbon monoxide poisoning. (laughs) But they get to stay in their haunted house for, you know, as long as they want. Eternity. Eternity. (laughs) Or, you know. If they figure out what a TV show is, they can save for a season. I feel like the second one, though, I was more prepared for the humor. So in some ways, I did it. I enjoyed it a lot, too. Yeah, I was uh, more prepared for it. It was it still caught me off guard a lot of it, though. It was just like, oh, did they really say that? Did they really just do that? Like, that's how yeah. I felt, I think, watching both of the films. Yeah. Well, at the end of the Thanksgiving dinner, I always feel like, did they eat those people? Oh, yes, because they actually legit have, like, the camp host or whatever. Over a fire. Over a freaking fire. fire. I was like, (laughs) I can't believe they showed that. Did they they really cook these people? Did they eat them? And I think that was intentional for the movie. (laughs) It was, like, to leave it in your head, like, could they have done this? And the answer is yes. (laughs) They could have done this, but you're putting in my head now. So, yeah, that was they did a lot of crazy stuff in that scene. Yeah, they're these are good ones to have definitely set the vibe of like creepiness and still be still be family friendly, I would say, you know, uh, in that setting. Um, good for a fun movie night, too, especially if you've never seen it. Yeah, if you've never seen it, man, you're gonna. You're going to trip out. And they're very unique. I, I want to say that, too. They're very unique. I don't see anything like this. Uh, like Because I can't compare this to anything, really. Um, again, it is dark humor, but it's not. It's, a, it's at its... Uh, it's in a... Like in a family kind of setting that... Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else that's like that. Can you, Mike? Um... No, not off the top of my head. Like, I could see this playing in the background on Halloween night, for instance. Yeah. 
Um, or if you have a screen outside. You might. 10, 10 for me. 10 out of 10? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would... loved it. It's. I think this is like going to be a new Halloween favorite for me. Oh, wow. Honestly. And that's. That's like up there with Scream and like Halloween Town, like Halloween classics for me. Like this is a classic. I can see. Mm. Like I grew up hearing the creepy and the spooky, hilarious and kooky, you know, and this is like the perfect little, <laughs> you know, jingle thing. Yeah. Song. I forgot what it was like Eminem's or something, some sort of candy in the 90s. But um, I'm glad I saw it. It's, it's up there for me. I, I I wouldn't mind watching it every year. Hmm. Did you want to uh, talk about your movies or and then? Oh, I didn't. Okay. Um, Black Glasses was a horrible movie. It's called Dark Glasses. Don't watch it. Did it just come out? It just came out like I think on the fifth. Hmm. It's not the one with Winona Ryder, right? No. But this was like kind of, it felt like, let's get it out there. However, you watching that other movie inspired me to go and watch Maniac. Um, <laughs> Is it like really scary? It's more I mean- of, um, what's scary about it is more of the, um, the mentality of the killer and the way that he carries out the deaths. Mm. Is it black and white? No, but I would say if if you're into just like a, it's not even borderline supernatural, but if you're into like a street level kind of abduction kind of story, then yes. If like you're thrillers. not into that, yeah, it's kind of a nightmare. Um, hmm. Like Psycho Nightmare. Have you seen Psycho? Because Psycho really scared me, and that was creepy. I would think that's worse. Really? I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre kicked off something pretty intense. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in forever. That first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've seen the TV version. The TV version? Like on FX. The very original from the 70s? No, like the newer version. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one, too. That is too much for me. Okay, so Maniac Cop, or not not Maniac Cop, sorry. <laughs> Maniac um, was directed by the same director, though, of Maniac Cop. Yes. You know what? As long as I have you here. <laughs> what? I just want to make sure that I... Got the right director. So, so the maniac, he abducts someone and he's like a stalker too. He, there's no rum or reason behind the abductions, but he does mm. seem to like be, he prefers them to be like kind of dolled up. I don't know if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yes. Oh, joy. So does he look like a maniac or is he? No, he looks like he's pretty. Uh, and does he like talk to these people and like fool them? Not really. 
I see there's another one with what's his name? Oh, from Lord of the Rings. Elijah Wood. Oh, apparently there's a maniac from 1963 as well. So would you recommend that one, Mike? I would recommend it. Now the other movie we got to see was Halloween Ends. Have you seen it already, Mike? I haven't seen it at all. Okay. Well, like, are you gonna see it? <laughs> I would like to. Yeah. <laughs> I almost don't want to give too much it's away. Streaming, it's streaming. No, I think it's already been spoiled for me. Yeah, I think I spoiled it for him already. You did? No, no, he didn't. Um, I think other people did. Oh. Um, was you know it? The intro it, and everything. Get, does he get crushed in a trash compactor? <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay. At the end. Honestly, I think that the most shocking thing was the freaking intro. Yeah, it was. Like, because we literally saw this at, well, his parents. Yeah. And we had, like, family over. And <laughs> there was, like, what, 12 of us yeah. watching this all together. And literally, like, within the first, like eight to ten minutes we were all like literally like <gasps> like we all gasped and like looked at each other we we're like what the heck like i think that was the most intense thing of the whole movie was, was like the first 10 minutes like i was so caught off guard i don't think any of us were expecting that to happen and then the rest of the movie kind of came predictable like yeah you you could follow it but it was it wasn't like a halloween movie though mm-hmm. it was it yeah. you could follow this like you could tell what's gonna happen in the story a bit but um, it was still, I like that it, at the same time, it wasn't, you couldn't tell how people were going to die necessarily. No, that you yeah. couldn't. I guess it wasn't fully predictable. There were some things though that I felt like I started to predict. But. Yeah. Yeah, that one, um, definitely a more intense uh, uh, and gore and death. Yeah from that aspect killings and stuff Um, everything you know you get your stabbing of course in every Halloween but um, yeah there's in the beginning a kid dies and and the way that they die is very like shocking very dramatic very shocking very like I did not think he was going to die if anything I thought the older guy was going to die right like you're like oh something's gonna happen to him like the kid's gonna kill him or michael myers is gonna come into the house and like kill the babysitter yeah but, yeah the little kid's playing a prank on the babysitter and it just all goes wrong and the kid ends up dead and in a very dramatic way and the parents walk in and like the moment it happens and they they uh, accuse the babysitter of of killing him and and that changes the babysitter's life uh, he's he's a teenager like an older teenager and it changes his life for the worst and and it follows him throughout the rest of the movie and he comes into contact with michael myers and there's an evil that's transmitted from michael myers into this kid and this kid the teenager yeah the babysitter and so he he then he's kind of like trying to he's bullied and stuff right and trying to do good 
Trying to um, stay out of trouble. And apparently these band kids are like the biggest bullies in town. These <laughs> high school band kids. Uh, he meets up with the girl from the last movie, which is, it's the granddaughter of the main character. I forget her name. Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. So her granddaughter, they end up falling in love. Uh, him, her, her and the babysitter kid. And yeah, and it's kind of like this romance of of like wanting revenge on the town and uh it's kind of weird because she knows what he's been through but she i guess some people in the town call her a freak too and she kind of encourages him to his his ideas of like and thoughts that he shares with her like burning the city down and leaving and and she encourages that and she doesn't know though that he's going around killing all these people and so it all comes to a climax and he eventually tries to kill her grandmother who has been on to him and kind of just sensed the evil that was in Michael Myers in him and she's writing a book at the time too about her life and her experience and um and yeah so this kid you see michael myers too he's real old and he's beat up and like super doesn't have the same super old yeah he, he like you can you can tell that like his one of his knees is, is hurting and he there's different scenes where he falls to the ground and it's hard for him to get back up stuff like that i don't even know how he was still going honestly I know they make right? him seem just, like so weak in the beginning. It's almost then, like where did he get this like energy and strength from? At the end, right? Yeah, because yeah, at the end he he ends up killing the the guy that he gave his power to, uh, or some of his power to, and. He he attempts to kill Jamie Lee Curtis's character, and they go all out. Like fridge is thrown on him, he's stabbed multiple times, and his throat is slit, and he keeps just going. And uh, she eventually kills him, and then throws him in a trash compactor with the whole town to witness. Yeah, they tie him on top of the on top of the cop car too, and drive him through town all the way to the car dump. And so it seems pretty definitive, like a definitive ending, because there was no cutscene after the credits or anything like that. Yeah, not even like somebody taking his mask and like. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like you would think somebody, right? Like, yeah, Michael Myers is dead. Yeah, that kid also Who, is. And he actually did steal his mask as well. Um, like a third of the way through the movie, he stole yeah. Michael Myers' mask. But Michael Myers retrieved it and killed him yeah but you would think there's still that one crazy person who likes this right you know Uh, yeah and so i'm sure when they do bring it back which they probably eventually will it'll be some somewhere along those lines i would think 
But I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right overall. Um, it had some creepy moments and shocking moments. Yeah, it was. It was okay. It was a little. <laughs> a little much. Yeah, there are some. I mean, some of the killings are, are like blacked out. You know, fades to black or whatever. Well, some of them. I was glad that they did that because yeah, because there, there were there, there were, were several people he came after that I did. I was like, <laughs> please don't show that and. Thankfully, they didn't, but there were some that they showed, and I was like, I had to turn away because I was like, no, no, thanks. I was just watching everybody else's reaction. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it shows his pleasure in killing. And I, I think it's, yeah, I think that it's fair. I think it's fair. I'm a big Scream person, though. I feel like the story for Scream is just so good that <laughs> Michael Myers can't really compare. <laughs> In my personal opinion. Yeah, they're similar. I guess they're both slashers. Yeah. Um, they're similar, but different. They are different, yeah. I don't think they fully showed his face. Not fully, but you did see, like, the side. You do see the side of his face in this one. Not the whole thing. So, yeah, that's what we've seen so far. This October, these have been the spooky thrills of 2022. Spooky thrills. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are about to tune out, and we will catch you on another time. I'm John. Abby. Thanks for letting me join. Good night. Everyone have a good uh, night. Have a good Halloween.